Hello and welcome to the recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, on this St. Patty's Day, 2023. So yeah, it's St. Patty's Day and it's a Friday. Oh, Lord have mercy. I will tell you, the bars are going to be packed solid tonight. And not only is it a Friday night and St. Patty's, it is also March Madness. If you don't know what March Madness is, it's when um, they have the college basketball tournament. And with gambling that is like so high right now with football and with hockey um, and, and the NBA, you can just imagine the gambling going on this weekend and how many people's brackets are broken. Um, <laughs> I haven't even looked at mine. I looked at mine like twice yesterday, but I'm happy. Uh, I know I think everybody lost on that game against Arizona. I'm happy I did not pick Arizona to win at all. That's all I'm going to say. So anyhow, let's, I'm going to dive like right into like a couple things that I wanted to just talk about like quickly and um, and get off the bat. Um, if you are a hockey fan and you've never looked at what the CBA is, I suggest you look at it. Now I know it's 540 pages and the referendum that they did for um, COVID, I believe is 73 pages. Um, it's confusing. I cannot, I'm not gonna lie that I understand every part of it. Um, you have to like read it, reread it like a couple times, even like comprehend what the hell they're saying. Um, but I suggest you read it, especially because we have Ranger fans that constantly keep tweeting about Ryan Lindgren and LTIR. Go read it. Now, they had their GM meetings in uh, Florida um, this week. You know, the instigator was brought up as well. Um, they do have a rule in the CBA, in the hockey rules, obviously, about the instigator. Not too many refs, though, call instigator. Um, being that Jacob Truba is constantly having to defend himself, which I cannot freaking stand, he should not have to defend himself anymore. He is and will always be the cleanest player playing hockey and hitting. There is nobody like Jacob Truba out there. I can tell you. I can. I can tell you. I don't even have to like even look at people's rosters to tell you that Jacob Truba plays the game the right way. He has clean hits every single time. And I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's on my team. I know I'm going to hear from people that, well, he's on your team, so of course you're going to trend him. No, no. If he was not on my team, I would still defend him because his hits are clean. He plays old-fashioned style hockey. Um, and I know it was also brought up this week about trying to get rid of fighting in the game and, and hitting and, and all this different stuff. No, hitting in hockey needs to stay. I will say this, fighting in hockey needs to stay. But there needs to be a rule about how that can transpire. Because you can't just say we're going to get rid of it and change it without knowing what the parameters are for changing it. Like, you, you, hockey is a very fast-paced game. It's fast-paced, but it's also very physical. You, you can't get rid of hits. You can't get rid of hitting. If you get rid of hitting, there's no point of playing hockey. I mean, that's like football. Like, you know, when we talk about football and, and hitting the um, quarterback with repping the passer, penalties and stuff like that. Um, there has to be rules and you have to understand what the rules are and you have to create them where they're, the rules are easy to understand and recognize. Um, well, the instigator penalty in the CBA, 
just go look at it. Google it, it'll come up, you can figure it out for yourself. But I suggest if you're a fan, you understand what the rules are. So when you're tweeting stuff, you don't look stupid. Because some of you have no idea what you're talking about and you guys look dumb. You look dumb. I'm, I'm telling you now, you look stupid. Know what you're talking about before you talk about it. Don't just tweet things for the sake of tweeting things. Okay. Jacob Truba should not have to defend himself every time he has a clean head. Because his teammates, I don't know, maybe his teammates are trying to spark them, their teammates up by trying to fight Jacob Truba, but I wouldn't do that if I were you. Like, you're really not going to spark your team by fighting Jacob Truba. What you're going to do is make Jacob Truba pissed. <laughs> and then you're going to make the Rangers pissed, and then they're going to demolish your team. Think about that. Because they're getting tired of it too. And here's an example. Last night, um, Tyler Mott um, accidentally elbowed Petrie in the face. He did not see him. Was, Petrie was coming in for the hit. He was checking. He was coming in for the hit. And Tyler Mott was going for the puck and didn't see him and elbowed him in the chin. It was an accidental. It was not on purpose. And then what did Peng, the pen, pen, oh my God, can't talk. What, can, what did the pens do? Then they targeted Mott. And they hit him in the chin. I mean, for God's sakes, like that's retaliation. We shouldn't have retaliation in, in, like that. Like if you're going to retaliate, drop the fucking gloves. That's why fighting needs to stay in hockey. That's where you retaliate. You retaliate by saying, oh, you're going to hit my player like that? Even if it's accidental, fine. Drop the freaking gloves. Because sometimes it's so fast-paced that guys that are on the ice don't realize that it is an accident. So I can understand why, you know, they want to fight all the time. You know, they want to get back at the team that just hit them. Um, But drop the gloves. For example, let's go back to Ryan Lindgren. Ryan Lindgren got injured with TJ, TJ Oshie. Can't even sense saying his name in my mouth. Um, yeah. But Barclay, Goodrow, drop the gloves, next shift. That's where fighting needs to be in. That's where fighting needs to stay in hockey because that's the way to retaliate. Um, not being dirty, not trying to injure somebody. Um, all that stuff has to go out of hockey. And there are players that play this game that try to do that stuff and they need to stop. Um, but just read re the CBA. Now, the other thing that's been brought up that a lot of fans don't understand is the escrow. So just as a general thing, so the NHL and the, N, um, and the Players Association um, negotiate over the league's finances, um, they, and, which they did, and they established the 2021 season. And they have uh, and the, the CBA goes through 2025, 20, 26. In 2019-2020, the escrow was 10%. Today, it's like 17 point something. So it went up. Um, um, however, with new discussions, the um, Commissioner Bettman um, said there were not renegotiations um, where many fans don't understand the escrow the players hate. I mean, the players, I understand why they totally hate the escrow, and I would hate it too. So what is escrow? I'm just going to give you a, just a rundown. 
every year the players place a predetermined amount of their salary into an escrow account based on the league's revenue projections. So let's use 2018-2019 as a normal example. And then we can do then we can take that formula to 2019-2020 with the tidal wave of revenue losses. Okay. So let's use for example, this Pittsburgh Penguin player, Jason Tucker, Zucker. Okay. He had a 5.5 million average annual value on his five-year 27.5 million contract. However, he doesn't make 5.5 million a year. The salary cap is based on the expected hockey revenue, related revenue, which is HRR for the people that need to know. Um, each June, the owners and the PA decide the salary cap based on the projections. So two sides generate projection growth, not a loss. And the salary cap rises without a guarantee that the revenue will rise. Okay. Per the last CBA in 2012, the players and owners share revenue 50%. It was 50-50. But the players' salaries are fixed while the revenues and salary caps fluctuate. So escrow escrow was created to balance the equation. Legally, it's an account held by a third party for legal distribution after a matter has been resolved. I mean, that's what it basically is. Um, continuing our example. So Zucker's paycheck is in an escrow account. The escrow holdback was somewhere around 10 to 12 percent, where it would be about 550000 to 660000 for Zucker. The owners and the players projected revenues and salary cap at $79.5 million for 2018-2019. However, revenue fell well short. Um, even though he, you know, Gary Batman goes, oh, we have healthy growth. I think he says that every year. Um, so to balance the players and owners 50-50% split, the escrow money is given to the side, which in short of their, which which is short of their 50-50 take. If the owners were short by $1, that dollar would come from the escrow account and the remaining goes back to the players. So, okay. So for the 2018-2019, Zucker received only 4.95 million, minus taxes and the athlete's expenses, such as agent commissions. Just imagine losing another 10% of your salary because the company overestimated the revenue. That is basically what the salary, that's what the, that's what the escrow is. And now you could maybe understand why the players hate it. And I think it really stinks. I think that sucks. They should have guaranteed contracts and their contract should be, if you sign a contract and you're supposed to get 5.5 million a year, you make 5.5 million a year. Now, I do not understand how they don't make money because they have all these stupid, well, I understand why. I will tell you from a marketing standpoint. But, because they think of it this way, they have the stupid advertisements on the helmets, which I hate. I hate the advertisements on the helmets. And then the uniform. And then we as fans have to, when we're watching it on TV, have to see, you know, certain um, advertisements on the ice flash up and then on the boards flash up. And they have the advertisements already in the arena. Um, they signed that deal with ESPN, which again, another stupid idea is having ESPN do hockey because that the other night I was watching the Rangers game on ESPN and Steve Levy couldn't even get out like the last freaking words. They cut right out from him and go to some stupid freaking, I don't even know what they even showed. 
for all I mean, it could be like horse racing for all I care, or or people playing fucking poker on on ESPN. Which how and why people sit there and watch fucking poker is beyond me. But that's another story for another day. But that's my point. Like they do not know how to do hockey. Why on earth would you sign with ESPN? Then, if you think about it, Stephen A. Smith is on ESPN. And if you didn't see this video, it's been like all over the place. I think I mentioned it already last time. Michael Kay is on there with him. Michael Kay does the Yankees, by the way, for those that don't that don't watch baseball. He and he also has his own show. Um, and he's part of the Yes Network. But he's also part of ESPN because that's where his radio show is broadcast from an ESPN radio station. And he's on there and he and the question was, who do you think's the next New York team to win a championship? And he said the Rangers. And Stephen A. Smith, oh, I don't understand hockey. The only thing I know is the puck is black. And um, hi, this is a PSA that your company that you work for does hockey and is supposed to be where the players make money off, the owners make money off, and fans are tuning into your fucking station and the stupid W, the stupid app ESPN Plus that we have to download and pay to sometimes watch our team. You don't know that shit? Hello. That's the worst type of marketing fail, is having people that work for your company not even know that you are broadcasting the sport. Besides that, besides that, and then of course TNT, who, oh my God, please. Um, like, I don't like pregame shows where they act like imbeciles. Like, I don't. But I will say this, the only better difference between TNT and ESPN is TNT does a fucking post game. Where ESPN automatically, oh, we're, we have to send you now to, you know, to watch paint dry. So we're going to send you to the paint dry facility and we're going to wash the paint dry. And then, you know, then the announcer will be like, okay, well, that's it. You know, the team just, you know, this team, A team just beat the B team, 4-3. They cut right out. Can't even get the last word in. Welcome watching paint dry on ESPN. That's basically how they run hockey. That's why I don't know why they signed with them. I miss NBC. NBC did a really awesome job with it. ABC and ESPN should never do hockey again, period. End of story. All right. But anyway, if you don't understand what the, what, you know, the, the players' contracts and escrow and you don't understand what the CBA is and how it works and all these different things, study it before tweeting about it. Because some of you out there are tweeting it and you have no idea what you're tweeting. Study it. And there are some really awesome people on Twitter that understand it. Reach out to those people, and they will they will train you. I have this one dude, Stephen, who who is on um, Twitter, who he tells me if you ever need any CBA, you know, you know, you have to understand how the CBA works. Reach out to me, and I'm like, oh, I have CBA questions. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, because he's just awesome. All right. Anyway, I can tell you, I have questions. Before I get to the Rangers, I'll just mention the goalies in the Minnesota-St. Louis game the other night. They should have fought. I'm sorry. But goalie fighting, it, we, we need to see that. Um, I thought the ref, though, did a great job trying to break it up, and he, he got control of the situation. And that's what you want to see is the refs and the linesmen get control of the situation. Not like in, I forgot which game it was. It was, again, um, was it, it was Tampa something, rather. And they just, like, let them 
like beat each other to a pulp. Um, yeah, no. That your job as a ref and a linesman is not to stand there and watch them beat each other to a pulp. Yes, they can they can fight, but when they're beating each other to a pulp, you need to step in. Um, that would have been interesting to say. Um, very interesting to say. I I think uh, the Minnesota goalie would have kicked their ass. Would have kicked ass. Um, I think yeah, that's sorry. Um, I'm just trying to read my notes, which. If you saw how many notes I have tonight, oh my god, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like eight different like sticky notes, and they're big sticky notes. They're not like the tiny ones. They're they're the big ones with the lines. Okay, um, I'm just trying to think. Um, mm, mm, mm. I'm just looking at my notes so I know which one I, way I want to go because I want to keep everything in water. Okay, so that takes care of that stuff. Let's talk about Rangers now. So their road trip, I think, was a very big success. The three-game road trip. They got five out of six points. Yes, I think the Pittsburgh game was terrible. The first one, not last night. Um, they just looked like not organized. They looked like, they looked like a complete mess. They were a hot mess in that game. That's a very good way of putting it. They were a hot mess. But they managed to scrum five out of six points. I think that shows you just how determined they are to win. For all you people out there that like to complain about everything, they really did a great job, I think, um, on that road trip. And then last night, oh my God, OMG, flying. They were, I can't believe how they were flying. They literally, right from the puck drop, to basically the end of the game, they were on fire. I, I, I can't even, like, I'm speechless about that because that, that shows you. Now, they played that way the first period of the game prior to that against, I believe it was Washington. Am I right on this? It's been a long week. <laughs> Let me just look at my notes here. Okay. Right, they played, they played Washington on Tuesday, um, and that first period was great. They were winning 3-1 to one in the first period, so, of Washington. Um, I think how they played that first period, it clicked with them that that's how they have to start each game. You don't want to start from behind, and especially in the playoffs, Playoffs, there's more pressure, obviously. You don't want to start from behind in the playoffs. So I really think last night, they they just showed you what kind of playoff team they're going to be. And they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Um, whether they're the second team in the Metro or the third team in the Metro, it don't matter. It don't matter. Now, the Devils are losing. If we're going to look, we can look at the Metro. And we can look at, um, we can look at the wild card standings because... The wild card standings is very interesting. Um, let me get my thing up so I can see where it is. Mm-hmm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, here is the wild card. So let's do the Atlantic first. So the top three teams in the Atlantic are obviously the Boston Bruins, um, then the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Tampa Bay. So you have 107 points, 89, 88. 
Um, so Toronto and Tampa are really fighting hard for that second that second spot. Then you have the Metro. Okay, that's where the Rangers are. You got Carolina, ninety six. You got Jersey at ninety five. And by the way, they lost last night to Tampa. Um, you have then you have the Rangers at eighty eight. Um, so. The wild card goes like this. Pittsburgh with 78, and then the Islanders are there with 78. So the wild card two teams right now are tied at 78 points, Pittsburgh and the Islanders. And long and behold, right underneath them are the Florida Panthers at 75 and the Capitals at 73. So you, and then I'll just say this, Buffalo at 72. So you got teams fighting for position. Um, Western Conference is also really cool. You got Dallas in first, 87. You got the Minnesota Wilds, even though they lost their scorer, they're still winning games um, at 86. And you got the Colorado Avalanche at 84. Then yeah, the Pacific Division is the Knights at 90. The Kings are right behind them at 89. And you have the Oilers there at 84. The wild card right now is the Seattle Kraken at 83, which is really on the doorstep to take over sixth spot with the Oilers um, at 83. And then the Winnipeg Jets at 76. But lo and behold, you have Calgary at 76, and you have the National Predators, which, by the way, the Rangers are facing on Sunday at 75. So you have, you know, you have teams fighting for position which is what the NHL wants. You would think that they would be able to market this shit so well, they don't. See, here's the problem. You have a bunch of guys in suits sitting there, and I'll say girls in suits too, because some girls wear suits, but you have a bunch of suits sitting in a freaking ass office going, okay, how are we gonna market this stuff? Okay, let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. Oh, this sounds good. We gotta do it easy, and then they're cheap when they market. Big corporations, I can tell you because I own a company, are cheap bastards when it comes to marketing. They don't want to spend money. They do everything the easiest way out. First of all, their social media is not, is okay. The NHL social media is okay. It's not the greatest. I think each team does a great job with their own social. Um, some teams can be better than others. But the NHL as a whole needs to be a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm trying to look at? Like not inclusive, but they need to be more engaging. That's the word. They, they're not engaging with people. You have to, as, a, as, a, as an organization, you have to engage with your customers. If you don't engage with them on social media, guess what happens? They, they step away from you. They go somewhere else. They do something else. That's why they're losing people left and right is they're not very engaging. They don't have engaging social media, which brings you to want to watch games. They don't show you things. The NHL network is okay. It's okay. I'm not saying it's, it's the best, but I mean, I watch it, obviously. There's some things on, on there that can be done so much better to make people more engaged to actually watch. Obviously ESPN sucks at hockey and they need like a whole 
like tutorial of how to actually how to broadcast hockey one on one, but and market that shit at the same time. Um, but the way you market your business is how it's going to be seen, and you want to base it off on emotion, and you want to base it off on engagement. You want to engage people. People. That's why people like TikTok, for example. Because it's engaging to sit there and watch TikTok all afternoon. You can sit there for like an hour and watch TikTok videos for an hour and be that engaged because it's entertaining. Hockey is so freaking entertaining. It should not be this difficult to market this game because they don't understand marketing and they don't understand how to make it engaging where people can sit there and watch games go to games and i'll tell you this the prices of games that's also one of the reasons that that and let me just let me let me bring this into the fold if you want to buy if you want to buy a jersey let's go into nhl shop let me just type this in for a minute if you want to buy a jersey for an nhl shop i'm gonna go in i will go in and i will pick um let me pick a different franchise yes okay my order is coming soon okay um, let me pick one. Let me see. I'll just do Seattle Kraken, for example. Okay. All right. So I picked them. Let me just tell you how how their jerseys are. Shop men's. We'll just do men's because men like hockey more than women. I mean, it's just the way it goes. <sighs> let me see. Where are my jerseys? Can I just pick something? Jerseys. Okay. Men. Okay. It's coming up. Okay. So a regular men's jersey ready to ship the men's seattle kraken whatever his name is okay um is 174 dollars any name so you can get any name on a jersey men's seattle kraken fan you know uh branded white away um 199 dollars and then you're paying shipping so you're paying over 200 dollars for jersey think about that now, I understand, like, you know, with all the the recession stuff that we're going through and how the economy is and everybody has to put their prices up because all the supply and demand, that's what makes the prices go up. And that's why there's so much of this kind of stuff. But who you so you someone's going to spend two hundred dollars, for example. All right. So I'm going to spend two hundred dollars on a Kraken on a Kraken um, jersey. Now I'm going to go into their website. Seattle Kraken. Hold on. I'm going to tell you. So I'm going to spend $200 on a Seattle Kraken um, thing. Let's see. Official site. Here we are. So I'm going to spend $200 on a jersey. Now, okay, we've updated our terms of service. I, I don't care. Thank you. Uh, thank you. All right. Now, tickets. Dun, 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 dun. Monday. No, we let's do. Let's do. Okay, let's do against the Oilers. That's tomorrow. Ticketmaster comes up. Okay, accept and join. I mean, their tickets are not that bad. Now, here's the club tickets. A club ticket for them is $350 for for one ticket. Their, their biggest price right here for tomorrow is $373. Compared that now, so if I'm going to get... I'm going to get that ticket. So there's 400 something dollars there, $200 on a jersey. There I'm spending $600 for one for one game. The jersey I get to wear all the time. So but I'm just going to I'm just adding that into the mix. Then you want to get beer. I don't drink beer, but I'll just do it for the regular fan. Beer, 
you want to get food, you want to get then some more merchandise, you're, you're both mostly going to spend another $200 while you're there. So there's 370 plus four, two is six, six, you're spending like $800 for one game. One game. And yes, you can wear the jersey again, and the jersey is a good thing to have, and it's an investment. See, the jersey is the investment. The ticket and the food are not investments. They, they don't count as return of investment for the buyer, for the customer. But the return of investment is on that jersey. But at the same time, some people don't want to buy jerseys because players get traded and, and all the time, and players don't stay with specific teams because of contracts. So you always have that cap is always a problem. Some people still buy jerseys. I'm not saying they don't, but that's my point. Like if you want, let's do the Rangers since the Rangers are a perfect example because they're in a big market. Ready? I'm going to do the Rangers. So a jersey like that is a, we'll do the jersey too, but let me see. I'm going to get onto their official site. All right. Cause I'm going to the game tomorrow, but I didn't pay for the tickets. It's get yeah single game tickets here we are thank you, God help me um let's do let's do tomorrow's game why freaking not okay buy tickets do you want to know like how much tickets are for tomorrow it's crazy um there's one section left in two ten so if two ten I get a ticket in two ten it's two hundred and eighty three dollars for one ticket they have standing. <laughs> They have standing room only tickets for tomorrow night's game. Do you know how much you have to pay for a standing only ticket? Three hundred and seven fucking dollars to stand, not sit. Stand. So the jersey, three hundred dollars. Most likely, it's the Rangers. The Rangers. Um, I'm telling you, their jerseys are more money. Let's shop. So I'm gonna pay. $300 to fucking stand tomorrow, okay? Now, women's jerseys are, oh, why I click that? Women's jerseys are a little bit less. Women's jerseys for the Rangers are $184, um, FYI. But men's jerseys, let's just talk about that for a second. So men's jerseys, here we have, well, that's whatever I don't, where's the ones? Okay, $204, so they're more than the Kraken. The Kraken was what? Like 173, did I say that? Like it was close to 200, you're paying over $200 for, for a jersey, right? Because you had to put tax, all that kind of stuff into it. 204. $204 for a jersey, $300 to stand in the, freaking, in the freaking arena, not sit, stand. Stand. Unless you, go to the, unless you go to the food court, you can sit there and then you can watch it on TV. But why bother watching it on TV when you can watch it at home? That doesn't make sense. Okay. So there's three, there's $500. Then you have to think about parking a car if you don't if you drive in. And I can tell you, parking you usually spend anywhere between thirty and sixty dollars. Then of course drinks, food. I mean, you're spending a lot of money to go to one game. Think, just think about that. Like, if you're gonna grow the game and you want people to go and spend that type of money, you need to know how to market the game the best way, and they don't. They don't, it's, it's so sad to say, but they don't know how to market. And if I'm a player and I play and I'm an athlete in this league, you really have to be concerned about that. You should be concerned about how they market the game. They don't know what they're doing. I can tell you, they do not know what they're doing. All right, so Rangers, 
um, with, with Ryan Lindgren. Um, yeah, hi. Hi. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Hope you're okay. Um, did you really have a setback? Because here's my question. Here's my question for Ryan. And just a question in general. The other day, before the road trip, you were seen in a regular practice jersey. You were in a yellow jersey or the red non-contact or whatever the color they put as non-contact. Yellow, red, orange, I don't care. You were in a regular practice jersey and then you didn't play any games on the freaking ass road trip. Why? I, I don't believe to hear that you did not set a, you did not get a setback because you didn't suffer a setback because you were in a regular practice jersey. You wouldn't have been in a regular practice jersey practicing with the team if you weren't ready to go. And then all of a sudden now you're doing off the ice, like off the ice conditioning, and then you're doing your skating on your own again. So don't tell us, this goes out to you, Brian, but like, you know, Gallant and then the Rangers organization, don't tell us that he did not have a setback when he looked like he was ready to go. So either he had a setback or the medical team screwed the pooch. It's either one or the other. Because I, I know everybody's like, oh, well, it's Ryan Lindgren. He, you know, he's, he's the warrior. You know, he goes, he, he has like potions or something that he, he takes or whatever. I don't know. He's, he's a magician where he can just fix himself. And then like in three days, he's back on the ice, you know, <laughs> three days is like, you know, the longest. This is the longest he's been out. So what gives? He, I would love to see him on Sunday. I'm going to be there Sunday, by the way. I would love to see him back on Sunday. I would love to see him back tomorrow, though. But Sunday. I mean, he's got to come back. Wait, what are we doing? Because looking back at it, you know, yes, he could have been an LTIR. He could have been on there. But the medical team said it was probably only be a couple days. Now it's like weeks. And you can tell how Fox, Adam Fox, is so lost. Now, last night, I have to congratulate the Rangers for not being in the penalty box. But because I'm bringing up Fox. Because Adam Fox, the last five games, minus last night's game, so before last night's game, he had six penalty minutes. He never gets penalties. He never gets penalties. He is so lost without Ryan Lindgren. You can tell just how they click out there and how important that chemistry is between Adam and Ryan. Like, they need each other. Now, I love how Ben Harper's been playing. Um, I really think when Ryan comes back, Ben should still be out there. Because Ben definitely makes Braden Schneider better. Now, I'm not saying that Mikola or Nico, I'll call him Nico instead, it's a little easier. I think of Ricola uh, cough drops with his name. <laughs> like everybody else on Twitter does. Um, but he's growing on me a little bit, but he's always in the penalty box. Like every time you turn around, he's in the penalty box. Um, hi, yo, dude, in the playoffs, you can't be in the penalty box. Ben Harper is like never in the penalty box. And you're big. Um, a little bit more um, physicality with you, please. Okay, thanks. Um, just just want to say that. Um, okay. And then 
with the Rangers, I wanted to, I was, it's Mika March. So obviously Mika is on freaking fire. And I love the line that Mika has with Panarin and Tarasenko. I think they are clicking and they're, they're starting to understand each other. And I love seeing Tarasenko on the bench with the iPad talking with Mika and then talking with Panarin. And I love seeing Panarin and Tarasenko on the bench, like laugh and have little, uh, like a good old little time, like the little kids, little kids at the playground, you know, those, those two. But I love the fact that Mika and Tarasenko are clicking so well. That's what you want for your first line. Now, everybody complains about the second line with, with Kane. Oh, well, Kane's this, Kane that. Kane, okay, ready? Sometimes it takes players time to get used to their new teammates and their new line. Now, he's played with Panarin before. Yes, but it's good that they're separated because all they did was play who's going to shoot. <laughs> Keep the puck away, basically. Like, you know, okay, uh, I'm going to get the puck, you get the puck. No, you get the puck, I'm going to get the puck. Okay, who's going to shoot? They need to be separated. I like, though, that Kane right now is having a little chemistry. You see, he's starting to type of click with, with Chocek and with Kreider. I mean, Kreider last night was on fire last night. But I'm gonna say this. He, um, hi, Chris Kreider. Hey, hi, Chris. Hi, hi, okay. Um, I'm gonna say this to you. You need to be that type of Chris Kreider for the playoffs. You can't just disappear now for the next five games and all of a sudden you're gonna reappear. You need to be that Chris Kreider from last night, the rest of the way. Like, you need to stay hot. You get paid money to be that Chris Kreider. Be that Chris Kreider. That's what we want to see. We want to see the fire when you score. We want to see you score, first of all. And second of all, we love seeing you pumped up after you score. That pumps up the fans and that pumps up your teammates. You need to be that Chris Kreider. All right. The third line, what the hell is happening? And I hate calling them kids. They are not fucking kids. They're not children. All right, ready? Anybody over the age of 21 who can legally drink is no longer a kid. If you can drink alcohol, you are not a kid. Can we get out of calling them kids? They're the young guns. You want to call them something? Call them the young guns. This guy that I talk to on Twitter all the time calls them the bust line <laughs> because everybody thinks they were busts. Oh, he's a bust. He was a bust. He's a bust. I kind of think that's funny. Um, but they're the young guns. That's what they are. Now, what is happening with Kako? I don't know. He hasn't scored a goal in God knows how long. I can look that up, but I really don't care about the number like days. And and when we had after the All Star break, Hedel came back and was on fire, and then he cooled off. The two of them needs to find their game, and they need to find it like now. You can't wait to the playoffs to hope and pray that they find it because in the playoffs, that third line for the Rangers is going to make the difference. You need the third line to start clicking. Now, Alexei Lafreniere is clicking. He's moving. He's 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 fine. He looks like he he looks like he's energized his whole entire game again, which is so exciting to see, and I can't wait to see him play on Sunday. Um, he's awesome to watch. And I will say this to Alexei, I love seeing you be the cheerleader in the locker room. <laughs> he's won me over just by doing that. Like if I wasn't like, if I was like on the fence about him, 
that just pushed me over the edge. I was like, ooh, look at him. Look at him go. Mm -mm. Do you want my pom-poms, honey? Do you need my pom-poms? I, I can bring them for you. I have a pair. Um, I have a couple pairs. Um, <laughs> my garage is filled with them right now. Um, do you need pom-poms? Because I can bring some for you. Yeah, instead of um, instead of using your short shorts as a pom-pom, um, you can um, use my pom-poms. And speaking of those short shorts, I would like to see the, I would like to see you wear those though. I was like, mm -mm, look at those shorts. Those looked mm -hmm, little short, little short. He probably looked very adorable in those. See, he's he's adorable. Um, and he's he's twenty one and over. So I'm going to tell all the men out there, women's logic. Ready? Women's logic. Anybody 21 or older, we can date. We don't call them kids because why would we want to be associated dating a kid? Just, just, just throwing that out there. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Like I usually do. Okay. Um, what else was I going to say? Okay. Oh, so my question now goes now back. Now let's talk about like, you know, playoff beards and that kind of stuff. So are we all gonna start growing them now is this 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 the thing like the, the time of the year that we start growing them because like jacob trooper like hi jacob hey how's it going um did you shave like all your facial hair off and not like there like you look hot as fucking hell with it on i'm not i'm not just saying it to say it um i when i say it i'm fucking ass mean it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You need to start growing it again. A little bit like, actually, maybe I should send you the picture I have with you, with your facial hair, because the one that I have, the picture that I have of you with it, mm -hmm, it looks really hot. Looks hot. And you are fucking hot on, like, right now on the ice. You are fucking fire right now. You have motions and moves. You have the moves and the motion. Mm hmm. So not only does Jacob Chuba throw hits, fight, block shots, but he's been he's been a goal scorer the past couple games. Like you know, when is last night? But but still, that you know, hey, that's awesome. That's awesome, and he's awesome. And I will, like I said, anybody talking trash, trooper trash, I'm going to come after you. Just like Lindy trash, I'm coming after you. If you're gonna talk bad about Lindy and not because we talked about this yesterday on Twitter, I've noticed that everybody's like, oh. The Rangers really should re-sign him. And then, of course, you're going to find some stupid turd on Twitter who thinks that we shouldn't re-sign him. Um, yeah, no, hi. I just told you why they need to re-sign him. And the numbers don't lie either. I post the numbers with, with Lindy and without Lindy. And the, for the playoff run, they need fucking Lindy. Sorry. Sorry for that guy that out there that wants to talk bad about him. I will put that talk aside. You will, I will burn you. Okay. But back to facial hair. Um, Barclay, hi, hi, honey, hi, hi, Barclay. How's it going? I um, I call everybody honey and sweetie. By the way, it doesn't really mean anything when I call you honey or baby, <laughs> honey or sweetie. It's just the way I like I talk. Like I actually said that to somebody the other day on Twitter. They're like, I haven't been called honey in years. <laughs> well, I talk about I say honey and sweetie a lot. Um, when I start calling you babe, maybe, maybe that's that's something else. I don't know. I'd have to look and see how I'm using that term when I use it, by the way. Uh, anyhow, back to Berkeley. Okay, so with your facial hair, okay, I have a saying, and it goes, hair, it doesn't belong there. 
your neck, like when it's going down your neck, are you trying to look like Beast from Beauty and the Beast? I just want to know, like upfront, like, because if so, oh my God, why? No, no. Groom, groom it. The facial hair, awesome. When it goes down your neck, like literally down the fucking neck, it does not belong there. Hair, it does not belong there. Fix it. Now, fashion-wise, the last night I saw um, Key's outfit. His outfit. I'm going to call it an outfit. He has an outfit. Oh, my God. Key cannot wear, he can wear anything he freaking wants and look freaking good. He has on, and I'm not kidding, so he has like a dark purple shirt. Is that purple? Yeah, it's kind of like a magneta. Yeah, mag yeah. It's like a purple shirt. I'm going to call it purple. It's a type of purple. Then he has a purple tie that's darker than the shirt, than the dress shirt. And then the tie matches his purple like long coat that he's wearing and he's wearing black like checker pants. How amazing does he look? And sunglasses of course. Cuz he's cool. Um and he's 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 strutting his stuff basically with that with that with that. And then you have like then you have Mika. Um yeah Mika honey you you too with the with the neck hair, honey. I have a question for Mika. Okay, my question goes like this. Okay, hey, make it high. Um, <laughs> so here in the picture, you have your hair tied back. Why is it that you come to the arena with your hair tied back, but then while you're playing the game, you play without your hair tied back? Aren't you sweating more because your hair is down than when your hair is up? Because I know like when I work out and when I, I'm also like doing cheerleading with, you know, cheerleading and creating routines and stuff and where I practice if I have my hair down I sweat so bad compared to like when my hair is up in a bun so that's my question like you come to the arena with your hair already tied back but you don't play with it tied back is that because of the helmet I don't know and and you also have a lot of facial hair so don't you sweat more and your hair, it doesn't belong there on the neck. Like the neck part underneath, I can see it there. It does not belong there. But you look really good with your long coat too, by the way. Um, oh, I don't know why I want to tell Jacob. All right, so, oh yeah. Well, first of all, he drinks lemon water like I drink. <laughs> we, we drink the same drink. I see it in your hands from last night's game when you were walking into the arena um, and you were holding the lemon water in your hands and then you threw it like in the garbage. Um, you were kind of pissed yesterday when you walked into the arena. You looked like, I don't know, like something happened and you didn't, you looked upset. So I'm just making sure that you're okay. Nothing's happening. And I'm gonna tell Jacob Truba, like I tell everybody, it's just not for Jacob Truba, but it's for everybody as a whole. If you ever need to talk about anything, I am always here for you guys. I'm here for everybody. I serve the people. Literally, people reach out to me and talk to me about like things you wouldn't even believe that they talk to me about. But Jacob, you look so pissed walking into the arena. Like you threw that thing in the garbage and you just had like this look on your face, like something was bothering you. So I'm making sure you're okay. So if you need to reach out, I'm here. Okay. Um, 
other pictures of fashion, and um, by the way, Jacob, that suit on you from last night was really good. And I will say this, you can tell that Jacob put a lot of effort into that suit. He's wearing like a light bluish suit with a, with a white dress shirt and a black belt, but the tie makes the suit. Oh, I see your facial hair on this picture. How come on TV it doesn't look so good, Jacob? Mm -mm -mm. Your hair looks really good, by the way, Jacob. Your hair looks good. And I love the facial hair on you. See, look at how awesome and hot you look. Mm -mm -mm. You look really good. Um, and then he's got black dress shoes. All right, black dress shoes. The pants go all the way down into the shoe, so you cannot see his socks. Heedle. Needle and fox, this goes for you too. We don't want to walk, we don't want to see the socks you're wearing. We don't want to see your socks. We should not see your socks. Okay, you can look up there. Okay, anyway. Um, but he makes like an effort. So then the guy does that with the tie and the, sh and the jacket. Your tie should be darker than the shirt that you're wearing and the jacket you have to make it stand out. And it makes you look like you put effort into it. And I don't believe for a second, Jacob, that you don't fix your hair in the morning. So we saw the video that the social media team put out of you and um, um, Braden Schneider, you know, doing, you know, who, who, who's the best at this or who does this? Um, I, I, okay. And uh, who takes the longest time to get ready in the morning was one of the questions. And Brayden was like, oh, no, you get you take the longest because you don't you don't do your you have to don't tell me you don't do your hair. And I was like, oh, my God, he was like, oh, I throw a hat on it. <laughs> my question. So he made me think, OK, hi, hi, all the guys. On, this is for like every guy on the team. Do you guys not do your hair in the morning before you go to practice? I mean, you're going to practice anyway. I know. And then whatever. But then. After practice, do you shower at the facility? Do you go home to take a shower? So then you're going to put your sweaty head in a hat? I'm, this is just from a girl, girl's perspective. So you're going to take then your hair that's sweaty and dirty and put it into a hat? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no. Um, so I'm just wondering, Jacob, like, do you do your hair in the morning? Like, do you like just leave, brush it? Or are we not brushing our hair? Because my nephew loves you. Okay, we're coming to see you on Sunday, by the way, because you're a cool fucking dude. Now, he doesn't use the word fucking. I use the word fucking. He just used cool dude. But I'm just going to add that into there because mm -hmm, you are. All right. Um, and he loves your hair. Obviously, if you have seen the picture on Twitter that I put when he had his school pictures taken, he tried to emulate your hair. So are you telling me that you don't brush your hair before you leave the house? Because that's a no-no. Because I tell my nephew all the freaking ass time, you need to brush your hair. You leave the house before you leave the house, make sure you brush your hair. Then he comes to me two days a week and I'm like, oh, no, no, we're brushing our hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we brushing it. All right, so I just was wondering, do we brush our hair before we go to practice? And then, like, you guys are going to leave practice? Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, last but not least, just a little PSA, of course. Um, PSA and dating stuff. Okay. Um. I'm just going to put this out there. 
Like, I'm putting this out there. Okay. Whoopsie. <laughs> Oopsie boopsie. Um, I pushed the button. You know. You know how I am. Alright, I just make sure that my microphone still works because I did a blonde thing and I touched the button. A blonde's moment. Okay, anyway. I'm going to say this. So, a woman letting you know she's available doesn't mean she's easy, nor does it mean she's desperate. Because it's been brought to my attention that people think, like, well, you told people that you only want to date hockey players. Which, by the way, I'm going to get to that video I I posted. Um... So does not, no, no. It just means that I'm open to the possibility on dating you. That's what it means. It means I'm open to that possibility. I am telling you what I'm open for and what I don't want. It's so A, I don't waste my time and I don't waste a guy's time. Because if, if, let's just be real. If a guy who's not a hockey player wants to date me and I know in my head what I want, and I know in my heart what I want, and I know what I'm more attracted to, and I know what I'm better suited, and I know who I'm better suited for, why am I going to waste that guy's time? Why am I going to waste my time? Why am I going to put energy and time into something that I'm wasting? Like, I don't get that. Like, my time is precious, and my energy is precious. I'm not going to sit there and go, okay, yeah, sure, I'll give you a try, even knowing that I don't want you. That makes no sense. So to all those guys out there that like were like messaging me and asking me that, uh, get a woman letting you know she's available and what she actually wants. Okay, it's not that she's letting you know she's single. She's letting you know I'm letting you know what exactly I want. That doesn't mean that I'm easy. It doesn't mean that I'm desperate. It doesn't mean anything. It just means this is what I want. It's putting it out into the universe, people. Think about like, just think about that. That's what it is. The fact that I'm open to who I want to date is is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um Okay. Now, speaking of that. So, um a couple things. Oh, I had to get my notes in order because okay. All right. Because here's the thing. Sometimes the truth stares us into the like stares us in the face, but we are so focused on other things. Like there was somebody that posted something that the truth the truth eventually distorts like time distorts the truth. That's what I was gonna say. Time distorts the truth. And I was like, no, it doesn't. If anything, time shows you that you're living a lie when the truth is staring you in the face in the face and you don't want to believe it so to go back on the fact that i'm open as to who i want to be with is truthful it's not i'm not living a lie for other people you know what i'm saying like i'm not out there trying to trick people I'm, gonna tr- I'm not trying to trick people. There are people out there that try to trick people, and I'm telling you I've dealt with people like that. No, I am not like those people. Those people, mm. No, I don't want to trick people. Um, and then there are some guys out here in the world 
that are also, they accept bare minimum from girls. Same as I always talk about women accepting, don't accept bare minimum from guys. Guys accept bare minimum from girls. Some guys should be treated like kings, yet they treat, you let women treat you way less than what you deserve and vice versa. Women let, should be treated as queens and are not, they accept bare minimum. So the fact that people, I don't know, like, it's a whole mix of comments. Like I, I sit there and I think about like what I'm going to write for my blog, right? And especially when it comes to dating stuff. And I sit there sometimes and I just laugh and I'm just laughing. I'm like, oh my God. So you're telling me that if a woman is upfront with who she wants, she's somehow lying to people that that's what she wants. And she has secret intentions behind what she wants because she's upfront with it. Why? Like some guy literally approached me with that. And I was like, no, a woman up front telling you who she wants and what she wants. She's not distorting the truth. She's not trying to be fake. She's not trying to say, well, my intentions are not really this. They're really this. She's literally telling you what she wants. And I think people are thrown off by that because in this day and age, there's so many people that pretend to be who they're not. You can see it on social media. Like I have friends who post things because Facebook's a perfect example. On Facebook, people post about their perfect little lives and their perfect little friends and their perfect little relationships and their perfect little kids and their perfect everything. Everything's so fucking perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And then you follow them on another social media site and everything is like, you know, the worst possible scenario has happened. You know, they don't have perfect life on that social media site. They have like, they're like, desperate for everything. They're desperate for attention. They're desperate for love. They're desperate for money. They're just desperate for everything. You can see that on social. Like who you hear when I talk on this podcast and what you see that I post, that's exactly who the fuck I am. I don't try to distort anything. Like if you actually saw my post the other day, I posted me making a mistake trying to videotape me doing a new new cheer that I that I had to put out there on, on my uh, cheer site. Um, and I screwed that up. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. There's no way that I'm perfect. But who you see out there on social is exactly who the hell I am. I, I am this, this sassy, sarcastic bitch. Sometimes I am a bitch. Um, who is very independent, yeah but who's also very kind, very compassionate, very understanding, and a go-getter. And that's what you see out there. And when I post out there, I'm posting who I really am. Um, Because I don't believe in this fakeness. So like when I approached dating and I told everybody what was like three weeks ago, that who I wanted, that's who I want. Because I've I've had experiences in the past that have been very positive when I was younger. And I like those experiences. Who doesn't want to have a positive experience? But I want to have negative experiences with dating. And I want to be sitting there with like a carton of of Oreos. No, I I don't want to have those situations again. You, You, if you don't grow and learn, then there's a problem. If you don't learn from a past experience and then learn how to take it into your present, there's a problem. So there's a video that I posted, right? Date a hockey player. We break sticks, not hearts. 
This is the reasons why I want to date a hockey player. And then it goes into, because they don't, the, the, the hockey players are the best. Date a defenseman because they will protect you at all costs. I thought this was very cute and this is definitely to the point and this is exactly the reason why I want to date them. Date a forward, like this one. This one's my favorite. Date a forward because they know how to score for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, defensemen know how to score too, by the way. Um, and then date goalies because we're keepers. I thought that was pretty, that was pretty good. And that was pretty, that was pretty good put together on, and that was on TikTok, by the way. I took that from and I posted out there. Um, and now with the dating situation. Okay. Now, I wrote something down. Um, okay. Two things. That I, I, I'll have two things left to say. Okay. I'm Okay. Now, I know right now what time it is for hockey players, by the way. This is like the stretch. Like, down the stretch we go, you know. They're going down the stretch. They need to concentrate on the playoffs. The playoffs are coming. And then when the playoffs come, that's all they're going to be living. Their life right now is going to be hockey. Hockey, hockey, hockey for the next three months. That's it. That's all their life is going to be. Their life is not going to be anything else. Because I, I've, like I've said, I've, I've had experiences dating a hockey player in the past. And this is what this time is. I mean, if their significant other does not understand that shit, I don't want to tell them. But their first priority and their only priority right now really, really should be hockey. And it really, really, really should be getting, getting in gear for the playoffs. So with that said, I posted something like on Twitter that is very true it's the save it's the save her for later shit and i deal with it a lot because people think oh i'll save her for later and then i'll approach her when i have time and then she'll go out with me um that save for later shit dies really quick because you can't just you can't in your head just say you're gonna save her for later without communicating to her that that's what you're doing so if you intend to save me for later, and this goes out to some certain hockey players that I um <clears throat> that I know um you're you're doing, um you're saving me for later. You need to tell me that you're saving me for later. That's what I'm that's what I'm gonna say. Um, cause see, you don't know that I know. I know people in buildings. And in arenas, and I know people in the PR departments, and I know people in HR departments, and I know people everywhere, marketing, every, every freaking department possible. I know people. So I know what's been discussed. I know what happens. I know what's being talked about. I know things. Like, but I don't act like I know things because there's no reason for me to be like, oh, oh I know. <laughs> I hate when people do that. I know. I know. Maybe I should just be like those people. I know. But I'll say this, if that's what you're thinking, that like, you know, um, if that's what you're thinking, I'll save her for later. I have no time right now. I get it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with waiting. I can wait. I have a lot of patience. Trust me. I deal with kids. I taught kids. 
I raised other people's children. I was a nanny. I'm a cheerleading coach. I deal with people. I deal with clients on a daily basis. I know how to be patient and wait. But what I don't like is being forced to wait without knowing if I have to wait. Do you, do you know what I'm getting at? So if that's what you're doing, and that go, I'm not going to mention their, I'm not going to mention the players' names. Um, but if that's what you're doing, let me know. Just be like, hey, I think you're cute. Oh, I hate the word cute, but I, I hate, I think you're cute. We should get coffee sometime. Right now I'm kind of tied up. But can we do it when the season's over? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. No problem. Sure. Hit me up then. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I was going to talk about Instagram for a second, and I totally, like, blanked out on that. Um, but, yeah, sure. And you'll also notice, like, I always, I always notice – Around this time of year, for this is for the fans, not for the guys. This is for the fans. You, around this time of year, the guys are not going to be on social that often because they're going to be concentrating on what they're doing. And what they're doing is they should really, like, I understand, like, the whole entire thing about concentrating on, on the task at hand. And I understand, like, social is very distracting um, to a lot of them. They're still going to... Just and this is goes to goes to the guy that because on, on Twitter that um, I posted to like Andrew Cop because he's never changed his he's never changed his profile picture and I'm like what the hell so I pointed out to him I was like hey um hi um when are you gonna change your profile picture to make it like you know a Detroit Red Wing picture um and some guy goes oh he hasn't been on for like you know since 2000 whatever and I'm like here's the thing for everybody to know just because athletes don't post doesn't mean they're not on the site. You don't think that they don't look to see what's being discussed, then you're stupid. They are always on social. They sneakily think they're like being like the sneaky link, sneaking around, looking at all the, uh, looking at all the sites, trying to see what people are saying about them without actually posting and without actually looking at things. Like seriously, like looking at things, but they, they'll look and they'll, there's some athletes that actually search their name in the search bar to see what people are talking about them, which is crazy to me. Uh, why waste your time? Like I said, your time is precious. Use it wisely. If you're, if you're not going to be on social for the playoffs, right, then don't search your name. I mean, you can search. You know, I mean, I'm going to still be posting to you guys, by the way. I mean, my videos, of course, the players are coming. You think I'm not going to post videos for you guys and my cheers and stuff? Of course. <laughs> Hell, honey. I'm a cheerleader for a reason. Um, and I'm a very damn good one. Thank you. <laughs> someone just, <laughs> I just live, live on here on Facebook. Uh, someone just messaged me. And then one of, <laughs> one of my friends just posted me. You are the drama. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mindy. If you didn't see my video, I did a whole video about drama. I'm like, <laughs> a video, and it was really funny. And I, sometimes I like to do that and just, like, branch out and, like, do, like, funny shit. Just to make people laugh, because that's what life should be, you know? We should just have a little fun with it. So have fun with your social media. Like, I have fun with it every every so often. Um, I am the drama. Thanks, Min. Yes, she knows me so well. I'm not really drama, but I like to bring it. 
don't I? Do I bring it? I don't even think I don't, I, I don't like drama. Tell the truth, I don't like drama. I like acting dramatic because I'm a cheerleader. I'm a pat. I'm a former cheerleader. And I'm a cheerleading coach, and I deal with drama on cheerleading like every day. Like on my team, there's drama no matter what. Um. And the last thing I wanted to say was, if I see that you're not being treated correctly, I'm going to point it out. Not directly, but I treat you the way that you should be. And hope it will click that you realize you should be treated that way. So that's why like a lot of people are magnetic. Like, like they're like, I'm a mag, I'm, literally I'm a magnet for people. People like, you know, now, I don't want to say cling to me, but it clicks with people with me because if I scroll through Twitter and I and I, I read like constantly, I read so many tweets, not just hockey tweets, but just tweets in general about like people's lives and of course relationship tweets and and people tweeting things. Well, if you're not being treated the right the way that you should be treated, I'm gonna point it out. I mean that's one of the things about dating a fire sign, by the way. I am a fire sign. I am a fire sign. And if you did not know that, you know that now. And a lot of times people don't want to date me because I am a fire sign. Because I tell you, well, I'll tell you what a fire sign does. We're independent. Now, I do not ask for attention. I just get attention. Some people get jealous of the fact that I can just get attention by standing in a room and people will just look at me. Um, sorry. I'm independent. I take charge. I always get what I want no matter what. And I am brutally honest. How I act, like I said, how I act on social is how I act really in person. I am really, that's why people always are attracted to me. And um, one thing that I did post recently that people were like, oh, I got a lot of direct messages on was this thing. And then I'm done. And I'm done for the day. Hold on. Um, I got to find it. Is this after this or before this? Um, stupid question. Okay, that was another thing, right? But we're not going to talk about that right now. Every guy that I've ever wanted, I've pulled. And they've all come back at least twice. They at least try to come back at least twice. So what does that say? What does that tell you about me? If every guy that I've ever wanted, I've pulled, I've pulled every guy I've ever wanted and everyone has tried to come back at least twice, what does that tell you about who I am and how magnetic I am and how people just want to be around me? It's not that I like do it on purpose. Like some people got like mad at me when I tweeted that. And I was like, it's not like I do it on purpose. Like I've said, if you read my blog, Go read some of the stuff that I've written on relationships, and maybe then they'll click into your head. Men marry, men marry the woman in front of them, not necessarily the woman they're meant for. I've said this many times. Um, this stupid save her for later shit is also another thing, and that's basically why then guys have come back because they like they think they can save me for later, and then they realize, uh, no, I'm gonna go with somebody else, and then I'm with somebody else, and then they try to come back. That's always the case, too. Um, boys retreat. Men do not. Men say, hey, I'm intrigued, and she's so open about it. Here I am. Boys do not. Um, 
So yeah, just think about it. So, all right. I think that's basically about it. <sighs> another another week in the box. Another week in the box. So exciting. Um, oh, I will be doing exclusive podcast um, material. I thought I would do the top 20 hockey players that I would love to date. Even if they're married, I would put them on a list. And all I know, people are like, oh my gosh, she said that. No, no, no. Let me tell you. If they were not married, I would date them. Like, that's what, obviously, I'm not going to be involved with anybody that's already taken. I am not that type of girl. Thank you very much. Um, but, but, big but, um, if they weren't. And, oh, that's right. I have to answer somebody else's question. Jesus, God. Um, where's the question? I wrote it down. Okay. Um, two questions this guy asked me. Um, so what's my age range and how, like, for dating? He was just curious. I said, usually it's 24 to 32. Um, depends on a couple factors. But I have dated a guy that was 21, 22. So there's always exceptions. Um, like I said, depends on a couple factors. What's factored in? And then the other one was, would I ever date someone who is divorced? And I was like, well, that's a good question. And my answer is no. No and yes. Yes and no. Yes, I would date a divorced man if he had no children. And the reason I only date a divorced guy who got divorced who has no children is because he never has to deal with his ex-wife. I have before in the past dated a guy that was in the middle of divorce. And he was pretty much, he was pretty much divorced. It was just like the signing of the paperwork that like, had to go through the court and it was pain in the ass he had to deal with his ex-wife like all the time because he had kids and then of course then this weekend he had to spend it with his kids and then the other weekend was it was a mess so no i do not want to ever deal with a guy who has kids and it's not like i don't want to be a stepmom like we're thinking about that or or really have a relationship with his kids i'm very good with kids and i love kids it's the fact that he has to deal with his ex-wife and then i have to deal with her and no i don't want to deal with her been there, done that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Okie dokie. That wraps up. So yes, I am going to do exclusive stuff. I'm going to put exclusive content on. I am thinking next week. Next week's podcast will be Wednesday because next Friday I'm teaching a social media course for people who are looking for jobs. So I'm going to be unavailable next Friday. Um, so I'm going to do my podcast Wednesday. So look for that link. And thank you for listening to this very, very freaking last long podcast today. I always appreciate my listeners. If you have anything you want to throw at me, you know where to find me. Have a great weekend. And please, tonight is St. Patrick's Day. Do not drive drunk. Do not drink and drive. Do not drink and drive. Bye.